You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Porpoise Pod. Pod. It's a podcast with a purpose. All Dolphins. All the time. Touchdown! Now, here's your host, Brendan Tobin and Alejandro Solana. Welcome on in, everybody. It is episode two of the Porpoise Pod. I'm your host, Brendan Tobin, alongside my co-host, Alejandro Solana. Uh, how you doing, man? We, we're, we, they, they didn't cancel us after an episode. I guess not. I guess we weren't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> or they didn't notice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, they said they listened to us, and they said it was uh, they, they enjoyed what they heard, but... We appreciate everybody who's already tuned in and downloaded all the support out there on social media. Keep spreading the word. We really appreciate it. Uh, Porpoise Pod, all you got to do, listen, all you got to do is subscribe. It's not like we're charging anything for it. Just uh, It's free. Yeah, it's free. You know, more, more Dolphins talk, the better. So uh, we're excited as we are entering uh, another week of preseason football. We uh, talked about the great performance that was Skyler Thompson in the uh, preseason debut. Didn't get to see really – that much of the first team outside of like Cedric Wilson and Mike Gusecki. So uh, we have this week coming on up against the Las Vegas Raiders. No joint practices this week. Just doing it by themselves. Just doing it by themselves this week in uh, Miami Gardens as far as that's concerned. But, um, you know, I think for this week, it was definitely an up and down practice. Those were the reports this week. Uh, Solana, they were talking about a lot of people freaking out because yeah. Tua had a lot of – he had three interceptions. I was there for that. And uh, I, you know, walked away from that practice saying this guy sucks. <laughs> start Skyler. Start Skyler. Yeah. Hashtag start I think, Skyler. I think Skyler might have been the only guy who wasn't picked off that day. It was because uh, they were doing like red zone stuff. Um, Didn't Igbenogany pick off Skyler? He had a pick. I thought it was Bridgewater. It was Bridgewater? I think okay. it was Bridgewater. He had a pick. Sure. He had a, dude, he had a pick and he, woo. I mean, he pranced down the, down the field like he was excited. <laughs> Like he like he needed that 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 pick to almost like say hey I'm still here yeah because obviously it's a bit you know it, it was a big point of contention this uh, this past week with uh, with Noah uh, I heard on Sunday McDaniel like took the blame for it what a nice guy he's like ah I, you know I haven't had him in that situation enough I'm like well trust us give him more experience you know what it'll be players coach yeah players, he's a players coach. coach that was on me that was on me I told him to stay 12 yards off the wide receiver that was on me he sounded it was like players coach you know but if it happens again you know obviously we got to talk about it so it's like you get one you're gonna get one Noah uh so yeah he definitely I th- I felt like you know he definitely um picked off that ball and then like dude he hauled it <laughs> Down the uh, down the field, like it was the biggest pick of his life. He was he was soaking it in for sure. Yeah, and if I'm Noah, I do the same thing. Like I hire a marching band yes. to be on call, so that anytime I make a big play, they're going to come on the field and start playing. Draw as much attention to yourself when you make good plays if you're Noah, because you're right. Like obviously, it's been a point of contention, but Dolphins fans are upset. Yeah. They're upset not only with Noah, but with the organization that you took him in the first round and. Like, our conversations now are, 
well, can he contribute on special teams? Yes. And, I mean, that's that's tough when he's a first-round pick. Well, and that's the other thing, too. Like, this has been a, an interesting offseason in that I, th- I feel like everybody's going into it with a lot of options. Obviously, there's people who think Tua sucks, and they think, oh, this is yeah. terrible. We have him. But most people, I feel like, most Dolph fans are in a pretty positive place right now. They love the coach. They love that they got Tyreek Hill. They're excited for the season. That was a great defense that's coming back. There's not too many things. Uh, everybody has people on their team that they don't like, and I, I think unfortunately for him, he's numero uno right yeah. now, <laughs> and it hasn't been a great showing. So it hasn't been like the best start for the guy. So I think that's he does have to battle a lot of stuff. And McDaniel said this week, he's like, I do appreciate his mental fortitude, which is it's something to say. That's like saying, you know, he's a really nice guy. Yeah. Right. Like that's that's when. The girl knows that she's dating kind of an ugly dude. Yes. Oh, but he's got the nicest personality. Pretty much. That's what it is when you, you, you compliment somebody on their mental fortitude, which, by the way, I don't even know if that's right. Because I don't everything know if it we, is either. Everything we know about Noah Igbenogany is that he struggled in the NFL. And yep. if you struggle in the NFL, typically your mental toughness, at least from the locker room perspective, is not something you're going to get complimented on. Not only that, but like everybody says he's a physical specimen. Like we can, you know, clearly see like he's fast at yeah. chasing receivers, um, and he looks—he definitely looks the part of a football player. So I don't know, you know, Mc, Mc, uh, McDaniel was looking for something there. He definitely was looking for something. Could it be? Um, could it be a simple, really, with Noah? Because we always try to break it down, watch the film. What is it? It's just not clicking for him. Could it be that simple? I guess it definitely doesn't. It, 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 he was saying something to the effect of he wants him to play more instinctually like trust himself like he feels like he is a guy who is playing not to get beat right now instead of a guy who's trying to go make the play which I think in uh, yeah on its face that makes sense but I'm with you like uh, at some point like we see this all the time there are very talented guys who can jump out of the gym and can do all these types of things physically but they don't necessarily you know pitchers who can throw 100 miles an hour but they you know give up meatballs because they can't have any movement with it like for him Obviously, if a guy takes taken in the first round, we all think that these guys have unbelievable physical talents. Not many people are getting drafted in the first round for intangibles. Like Tebow's probably the the, the, <laughs> the lone example of that. Typically, like you're super fast, you're a freak athlete. You know, uh, who the hell was dude? Uh, Deion Jordan. Remember Deion Jordan for the Dolphins? By the way, I rewatched the game on CBS Four, mm-hmm. and Deion Jordan caught a stray Did on he? the broadcast. Yeah, yeah, I was listening JT? to. Uh, j- a combo of JT, I think Nat was up there, Nat Moore, but apparently um, Joe Rose told the story that Jeff Ireland called Jason Taylor after he'd retired and said, hey, we have this guy. Yep. He reminds us of, and he listed like six different defensive players, uh, edge rushers, and didn't name Jason Taylor. So what? apparently apparently JT uh, you know, wasn't too happy about Held that. Held a grudge? Held a grudge. I mean, nobody likes. Well, that's Jeff a funny Ireland. thing because I remember when Deion Jordan was drafted. I feel like the comparison was to JT, like right. lean, tall. Exactly. Um, obviously, the pedigree was higher because he got taken number three overall. But and that's, he traded uh, up for him. Jeff right? Ireland was the worst, was he not? The worst. He was the worst. Remember when he? Uh, <laughs> you remember the hard knocks when he was like asking Braylon Edwards, like, "Who would you use as a like a person of recommendation?" He goes, "Oh, Rex Ryan." He goes, "Well, I'm not going to call him." <laughs> I'm like, Wait, "Why not? Is that your job?" Also, part of your job is making people like you, or at least like making people believe that you like them yes. enough so that they like you. And he was the absolute worst at that. Nobody liked Jeff Ireland. The thing that was funny about uh, Deion Jordan was that he 
like everybody said that oh next year like he just needs to bulk up even like jokingly say get steroids and he actually did that like he got suspended the second year for peds <laughs> and just never clicked with him but it could be a situation like that like noah could just be this guy who obviously physically dude he was one of the youngest players in the league like he could just be a guy that jumps off from his physical stature but he is not uh that that stuff is not clicking um, but I do want to give you props because you broke basically on the news. You broke the Trill Williams news. Like I, we're very sorry that Trill Williams got hurt, but you, uh, you did nail that. You said, uh, as a man who has had an ACL tear, you saw that, uh, in the, in the building at Raymond James. And that is unfortunate because Trill, I think a lot of people trust in Trill Williams more than they were trusting their first round pick. And so now, now that he is out and they already have Byron Jones, who is, uh, who's out, I would say this is kind of our first real concern going into this is the the cornerback depth they did yep. sign Mackenzie Alexander this week a veteran but you know I, I think we all look at this right now and worry okay you lost a guy that you thought was gonna be a contributor Byron Jones is coming off of surgery um and your first round pick from a few years ago is getting roasty toasty to every practice yeah and and what sucks most about right now this issue with the cornerbacks is that that was supposed to be a position you had locked down like something you never yep. have to worry about um, even like a guy like Nick Needham, first of all, Nick Needham comes out of nowhere a couple years ago. Even a guy like him, you trust him now, right? Mm -hmm. Like to be your third cornerback. Um, so it sucks right now. Byron Jones, right around the time training camp started, we, we know he was on the pup list and everything was like, oh, he'll be back week one. I don't know anymore, Tobin. Like, I don't know if that's a reality. And I know Mac Jones, like none of us trust him to throw the ball past the, the, the line of scrimmage, but you still don't want to go out there with, you know, basically Nick Needham as your, your number two corner and, uh, and, and Mackenzie Alexander playing in the slot, like playing the nickel. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the Dolphins are going to do. I'm glad they went out and got somebody, but uh, I really want Byron Jones to be healthy week one because it's, it's a different defense if he's not. Yeah, uh, for sure. And, and I think that that is uh, definitely something to be looking out for because, yeah, I think not only the cornerback spot, but just that defense in general. Like, they brought everybody back and – when you pay that much to your cornerbacks and the money that they paid to Byron Jones and they paid to Xavier Howard, you do expect that to be locked up and that not to be a concern. And especially you think organizationally, and we spent a first round picked on something. Remember Flores saying it very clearly, you can never have enough cornerbacks, which I guess in theory he's right, yeah. but you're supposed to pick a good one. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's a little bit of an issue there. As far as injuries for this week, uh, Jalen Waddell, I think, is, uh, is interesting. He has been held out. Now, it doesn't sound like it's something major, they're being, uh, they're just being cautious with it. He has gotten a lot of reps in practice. I don't know if this is a camp fatigue catching up. They're not very, you know, football injuries. They're they're kind of uh, murky on it. But Jalen Waddle uh, held out of a couple practices from what McDaniel was saying that this is something that he wanted to play through, and they're saying just take a chill pill. It was uh, it was an interesting comment from McDaniel when he's he's talking about Jalen Waddle because he's like, yeah, that was a good one. We really learned a lot about this process or something like that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, that's your that's your stud receiver. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't want this to be a, a positive conversation. I don't Is he know. hurt? Is he not? I love Mike McDaniel. I really have enjoyed the experience <laughs> of him being the coach. But sometimes I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Yeah. I will be honest. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm fine with Jalen Waddle not practicing. We know what Jalen Waddle is going to give you, right? Like, right. At, at this point, what we're more concerned about in terms of we want to see reps is two on Tyreek. Right, in my opinion, and, and yeah. Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson's a big one. 
Uh, and I think, honestly, in a lot of ways, this this clears things up as far as those guys who are going to be on the bubble. Like we talked about, you know, Ezukama and, and Lynn Bowden, Bowden had a big game. Yeah. And, you know, Preston Williams has been dying for that opportunity. This should be your opportunity because I would just say if he's banged up this week, odds are Jalen Waddle's probably not going to play in the first preseason game. So if that is the case, then this is the opportunity everybody's been looking for. Not only doing that, but you're getting to do it within the scheme of maybe you'll get to do it with first-team reps with uh, with some of the guys who are really meaningful. Yeah, but if, if there's even a chance, right, They I think the, the word he used was preventative with Jalen Waddle. Waddle's good to go out there, but the medical staff is being, you know, extremely cautious. He's day-to-day. Man, in my opinion, it's going to be easier this year for Jalen Waddle, right? You bring in Tyreek Hill, yeah. all that attention, Tua and Waddle. You saw it last year. He broke the rookie reception record. You saw it last year, him and Tua, they have that chemistry already. I don't know if it goes back to Alabama. I don't know if it's the Crimson Tide uh, stuff coming to play, but it's just going to get easier for him when you add Tyreek Hill to the mix. So I'm cool with him, no joke, sitting out the rest of the preseason if there's anything to actually be concerned about. Absolutely, yeah. If it's like any, if you were telling me there's any chance that him being banged up affects the possibility of him playing, I don't need him playing with two and, and honestly I would say out of your star players has probably been getting the most practice reps because they want him to learn all these other spots on the field because he was pretty much in the slot last year so the idea that they're putting him in you know outside different spots lining up different ways with every quarterback he's out there with Bridgewater he's out there with Skyler like with Tyreek pretty much just keeping Tyreek with Tua yeah. and he's taking a few reps of practice and they are limiting him they are treating him like a vet and the accomplished guy that he is with Jalen that wasn't the case Jalen was like out there with first teamers second teamers third teamers like they were giving him rep after rep after rep so maybe this is just a case of hey he's got a little camp burnout or he's just a little dinged up and and kind of get him replenished because we do have still what is it it's the 18th so I mean we're still talking nearly a month uh, just under a month until the actual first game of the season uh you need to have him out there like you don't want to you don't want to risk anything there um when we come back we will uh continue here on the Porvis pod not a quick break or uh, just a quick little uh, uh, transition on over here. Time to take a look at some of the best things heard this week from Dolphins camp there, Solana. I think we're going to like what we hear. We call it echolocation. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Porpoise Pod rolling on here. Tobin and Solana here with you as uh, we want to get into some of the sounds of the week, best sounds of the week over at uh, Miami Dolphins camp as we count on down to the uh, second preseason game, Dolphins and Raiders. But before we do that, did you see this week? And of course you did. It's a ridiculous question for me to ask. <laughs> but this week uh, was this, – this made me thrilled. Eric Spolstra, Miami Heat coach, legend, top 15-er of all time – 
gracing the Dolphins' presence uh, this this week at practice. Uh, I was very pleased with this. This has been a thing with Spo. He has done this with uh, with other football coaches around mm-hmm. the country. He's done this with Pete Carroll. You know, he's a Northwest kind of guy, Pacific yeah. Northwest kind of guy. So he's gone to Pete Carroll. He's gone when Dan Quinn was a uh, coach of the Falcons. He would go there. But the idea that he is now going to Dolphins camp, which is not something – I know he talked about going with Flores, but I don't think they ever made that happen because of the pandemic. But to see him out there at Dolphins camp and uh, chopping it up with the coach a little bit, this made me very happy. Yeah, yeah. Nothing bad can come from two great minds coming together. Yep. I mean, two of the greatest football and NBA minds coming together. I don't know if it happened with Flo or not. Like, I don't remember it ever happening. And you might be right. The pandemic got in the way of a ton of stuff. But I just feel like this is the McDaniel, the McCoaching effect. Oh, Spo, bring him out here. Yeah. Oh, uh, Jake Paul. Bring them out bring here. Them out here. Bring like, the circus. Who who is it? Who who is it that's that's a big name that wants to come out here? Bring them out here. It just feels like that's that's McCoachin saying, yeah, like I'm I'm for it. And uh and and just watching Spo strut the sidelines. Yeah. Don't you just feel like he could just throw on a throw on a visor and coach up this offense? I feel like he could. Like it feels like <laughs> two guys who like are. We know Spo likes to think the game different. Like he'll mm-hmm. uh, reprimand anybody who like is in this box of like how. They used to coach, and it's funny thinking about the way that he was, not personality-wise, but just the way basketball was when he first got in there and, you know, like couldn't fit Michael Beasley into a position. I feel like that Spo would laugh at that these days where he's like, positions? <laughs> positions are for suckers. And I think like Mike McDaniel's the same way, like different kind of guys, love to use guys in, you know, that, that space. Like I just feel like they would vibe. Don't they remind you of each other? At least McDaniel, right? Spo literally grinded from the top video mm-hmm. room. You know, BS assistant coach, assistant coach, like he all the way from the bottom, all the way to the top. And uh, and they're just like these really well-spoken, well-read. Their vocabulary is top-notch. Like they remind me, or at least McCoachin reminds me of, of a young Eric Spolcher. Definitely in the ways of like, yeah, coming from the ball boy system, um, you know, a, a big-time coaching tree. So you kind of have that parallel with right now. He's not replacing a legend directly like Spo did. True, true. And Spo is re- replacing a t- – like, it was a terrible year they had the year before that. So it was, like, clean slate. In a lot of ways, um, you know, Spo had the pressure of Pat Riley and replacing that. McDaniel kind of has the pressure of better roster. Like, yeah, yeah obviously Spo had Dwayne Wade and, you know – was a legend and was entering his prime years and was MVP quality those years. But like the rest of the roster was kind of, you know, patched together between a young Michael Beasley mm-hmm. and, and Haslam. And then it was like, you know, Quentin Richardson. And then, you know, they brought in Jermaine O'Neal at one point. And then this team, like, you know, I think we look around this roster and it's like, yes, obviously Tua has to be good, but this is a quality roster that I do think comes with more expectations than Spo did his first year. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. The dolphins are expected to not only make the playoffs, but, have impact, right? Like make it, I'm not going to say Super Bowl aspirations. I mean, with a rookie head coach, that's a little maybe naive. Yeah. But, but you know, make a splash for sure in the playoffs. And and you bring in this talent, you bring in the Tyreek Hills, like be one of these teams in the NFL that's, and, and we're on national TV already all the time, but like mm-hmm. be one of these teams that's talked about in the NFL as, as legit contenders. I think the thing that I really want him to do, like if he can come out this the, the first matchup against the Bills and just punch them right in the face, because Flores always got his ass kicked by the Bills. Josh Allen's our daddy, and I hate saying that, but it's true. And so if he could just change that, because it's funny, it's funny to say that because it's always been Patriots, 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 but Mac Jones sucks. Um, so now we're in the case of if he can come out and just 
send the message to the Bills early on, I think that's going to go a long way. Like it just show like, okay, no, no, we're here to stay and we're going to be right there neck and neck with you guys. I know a lot of people were talking about the first four games, right? You have yeah. Patriots at home. I, and it's a circus over there in in uh, in Belichick town, and they don't have an offensive coordinator. And Mac Jones suck. Like I'm I, I'm with all that stuff, but still beating Bill Belichick is hard, no matter which way you want to which way you want to look at it. Uh, I think the Dolphins are better. I think they will win, but still, a rookie head coach beating Bill Belichick in his first NFL game that's a task. Like that's a hurdle. If you can beat the Patriots at home, forget Week Two on the road. Versus Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, other than last year on Thursday Night Football, which I don't, still don't know how the Dolphins pulled I that off. Either. The defense just took over that game. The Ravens are our daddies. So forget that game just for a second because obviously if you go 4-0, I mean, yeah. you know, th this town we're gonna, melts. We're gonna go, this is yeah. going to go nuts. Yeah, but I don't know how realistic that is. But if you can beat the Patriots at home and the Bills at home and start your season, let's just say 2-1. 3-0 and three, three would be amazing, but be I'm, amazing. Just, I'm just saying – those two home games, big statements, and they're, and they're your home games because look, if we know that they're playing them early, that means you got to go on the road there late, and you know, cold weather, Dolphins, Tua, mm -hmm. you know, well he did go to Maryland this year. He's like, oh, did you do anything uh, this year to practice in the cold? He goes, yeah, I went to Maryland. <laughs> All right, it was hoping for like a little bit more yeah. north Tua, but you Maybe know, like you Ontario do you. Tua, you do Ontario. You. That's uh, that's that's fine. Uh, I want to get into something we call echolocation here on the show. That is how porpoises communicate people and dolphins. But uh, that is how that, that whole – is that a genus? What is that? A kingdom? A family? I don't remember. Whatever. That, that group of animal, they, they communicate through sound that you cannot hear. We're going to give you the sound that you can hear because we obviously are not you know sea mammals. So we need, uh, we need uh, that ability to hear with our ears. But uh, some of the sounds of the week – here from Dolphins camp it was an exciting week this week, Solana. Um, the Dolphins reporters were expecting Mike McDaniel to make some kind of an announcement on Wednesday, I believe it was, because he's not talking Thursday, not talking Friday, there's no practice. So they aren't going to talk until after the game. Right. And Mike McDaniel was very confused by this, by the reporters, and uh, also <laughs> had a big revelation with this. Should I have an announcement? I, uh, I think tomorrow... Who's, there's a birthday tomorrow. I just read it. There's a player's birthday. Um, I should announce that. Um, I should announce that my wife went to the grocery store, which is exciting because I'm a big <laughs> snack time guy. Trader um, Joe's, by the way, confirmed. Trader Joe's. Then, uh, no, uh, outside of that, oh, I would like to announce that I'm very excited for practice, as you guys should be, because it's an opportunity for... Um, for both sides of the ball to respond to things that they weren't happy with the previous day. I think maybe he was referring to like the rotation of players. Oh. Stalkers. <laughs> you know, whew. um, no, the, uh, still working through it. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Still working through it, dude. He's trying to figure it out. Big snack time guy though. Not yeah. Surprised. Yeah. Yeah. He, he seems like a grazer, right? Just like, head in the books, yep. studying the offensive line, and he has like a bag of Doritos next to him at all times. I definitely could see that. Uh, did you say Doritos confirmed? Like, did you have spy reports out no, there? No, confirmed. I shouldn't have used that. It's the same way Miami people <laughs> use literally when I'm not being literal. But don't, don't they just seem like him I and his wife? It. We were there at, at the, the press conference when, when he was introduced. And, you know, beautiful family. His wife seemed like really good people. She was talking to all the reporters. They have a beautiful young daughter. Mm -hmm. And – um. 
they just seem like traders peoples i could see it yeah, yeah. healthy you know a little bit more a little foo-foo yeah. listen you got that head coaching salary yeah. good for you and, and you come from you come from cali right yeah. you come over to miami similar vibes almost you don't think he's had the pub sub yet no no shot wow no i don't think the coaching... think he take, you think he could take one that's a good question you think he could take down a whole pub sub there is zero percent chance mccoachin can take down a foot long i guess not foot long but a full chicken tender sub from Publix. Yeah, he feels like he would be done for days. Yeah. You know, yeah. like he almost would cut it into quarters. Yeah. Yeah. Ja'Cory Harris, funny enough, cuts his subs into quarters. Really? Yeah, I learned that. Wow. Yeah. Isn't he a fireman now? He's a fireman. He's so badass. <laughs> yeah, he is. Ja'Cory Harris, uh, for no, non-Canes fans out there, longtime Hurricanes uh, quarterback who uh, one time went on the Levitard show and claimed he was going to show up to the Heisman Trophy ceremony in a pink suit. And... Uh, <laughs> Career really wasn't the same since then, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. But mm-hmm. we were hyped from that, time, you yeah. know, from the from the get go with that yeah. guy. Um, but he's like, I just like the fact that McDaniel's just like, oh, I didn't realize you guys wanted to announce playing time. Playing announcement. Time. Well, that's interesting. Uh, of course, during uh, training camp, a lot of trash talk going on in the trenches. Okay, Robert Hunt, uh, famous illegal touchdown catcher and runner, he is uh, <laughs> Dolphins guard. He is uh, letting it be known that Christian Wilkins, little too yappy out there right now. Christian Wilkins has a nasty mouth, ladies and gentlemen. We got to find a way to get him reported and fined for his filthy mouth. I'm joking. Um, no, it's, it's fun, man. Christian gets fired up. Um, he's one of the ones that get fired up. His trash talking is freaking awful. Like, it sucks. Um, so I don't say much, man. You know, I'm already tired. I ain't got time for that. So I just kind of like let it go. I let AJ do all the talking with him, and they, you know, they hash it out. But it's just Christian running this, running this bad trash talk mouth. And then some guys say something back to him. But we we, we really decided trying to get a little work in. And Christian just being Christian, so we love it, man. I like, I like to have Christian on the team. I love it. You know what I mean? Except when it's on field goal or something like that, when he's talking trash to the other team, then they gotta just tee off on the line. So that's the only problem. It sucks. <laughs> Nothing surprising about that. Christian Wilkins just being uh, a yapper. Doesn't matter who you are. Oh, you're on my on my team. I don't care. Like I'm I'm getting under your skin. Yes. I don't care who it is. I mean, we've seen some of the tactics he's used in college to get the football. Mm-hmm. He is. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys can just YouTube it yourself. I mean, just look up Christian Wilkins' <laughs> f- uh, dog pile, and uh, he he will use all the tricks to get that football. There's a tape, by the way. There, it's not like one no, play. There's multiple. a tape. There's a tape. I'm Listen. waiting. I, we talked about uh, the Dolphins, Bills at home. I am praying the Dolphins win that game Christian Wilkins sacks Josh Allen or bats on a ball or gets pre- some sort of pressure towards the end of the game and as he's walking back to the sideline gives him a nice old wave yes uh, a little taste of your own medicine Josh Allen do you think there's any jealousy from Robert Hunt because Robert Hunt illegally scoring touchdowns they will bring it last year. I don't know if they'll do it this year because it's a new offense but R- Christian Wilkins was brought in in goal line situations last year, big man allowed to catch touchdowns. Do you think Robert Hunt is jealous of him? Yeah, because Robert Hunt could probably do the same thing. Definitely. But Flo just liked Christian Wilkins better, I think. Like, and also, I think they, that's couldn't what it came leave, they couldn't lose their left guard. Yeah, very good situation point. either. <laughs> but I'm with – yeah, like that's uh, that's something. I'm sure they're also getting very annoyed because, dude, I'm telling you this week, it was unbearable out there hot. It was like – Just from, from our perspective – from the parking lot or like the patch of grass that they have us parking <laughs> um, to the facility. I mean, you melt. Yeah. You melt just from there. I, it, it's like almost inhumane that they have these guys practicing out there. Um, I know. I all think, around the league, by the way, not just in Miami. I think on Thursday was the first time that they were doing, at least to my knowledge, they were doing indoor practice because they have not been 
they've been pretty much just out there in that sweltering sun. And, you know, I, I do think that, look, you got that beautiful facility. Obviously, yes, you want to have that advantage that they have of, you know, having people, yeah, go, well, this didn't work last year. They started one and seven. So of having that, uh, that, that, that's that advantage of, of having, you know, teams melt down late. I mean, we've heard that work before we've had years of work. It hasn't mm-hmm. worked. I don't really, I think it's a little bit overblown. So you have that facility. You do have that indoor facility. I think every once in a while it's okay. Like, hey, how about we don't kill our players? It's right. not 1974, <laughs> you know. Even though I know Zonka, like a couple of weeks ago, I was like, no pads. Of course, Zonka's saying that. Yeah, I mean, you hear all these stories from these guys. Like Shula would have just scoffed at the idea of no pads, yep. no pads for practice, indoor practices, yeah. astroturf. What astroturf are we talking about? Ridiculous. Uh, one more in echolocation. And uh, this guy, I feel like his hype train is is through the roof right now. And I'm referring to Javon Holland. Javon Holland had a couple of picks on Tuesday, had a couple more picks. Uh, we had one pick on Tuesday, had a couple more picks on Wednesday, had a sick p- breakup of Tyreek Hill to two to him deep. Uh, the snowman is everywhere. He is, uh, he's all over the place. And uh, Tua Tungavailoa, he's loving what he's seeing from the Dolphins' second-year safety. Really good. Oh, my gosh. I mean, he's made tremendous plays. Um, you know, for, for me, trying to read off my read keys, um, you know, he's made tremendous plays. And not just today, but throughout the entire camp. Um, and, you know, the plays that he's made is only getting me better, only getting our route distribution better and our timing better offensively. So, you know, props to, to J.H., yeah, Javon Holland, he has been uh, playing out of his mind. I think we all saw this last year, and uh, it, it feels like he's getting the, the the reputation not only just down here but nationally. Dolphins are in such a good place. They have Jalen Phillips and Javon Holland, like two young studs. If I'm Tua, though, like I'm talking of Javon Holland as much as possible because he's had the better of him uh, the past two days in camp. Like yeah. He's like, yeah, JH is everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so you think he's it's like a, it's like a boxer talking up his opponent. Right. Right. Like yeah, this guy, you know, well established, great footwork, great movement. That's that's what it felt like for me from from Tua where he's like, yeah, he's everywhere out there. I well, we know he picked you off a couple times. Yeah, there was uh there was a write up this week cuz they did like a breakout stars list on ESPN and they had Javon Holland as solid starter to pro bowler under that list. And uh, was just talking about some of the splits last year with Holland because after week five, he missed just 17 snaps of the 775 left of the season, which is crazy. But these yeah. splits with him on and off, uh, the Dolphins basically – I'll just break it down like this. I don't want to get too numbers-oriented. But the Dolphins with Javon Holland on the field were a top-five defense. And when he was off, as good as that defense was, they were bottom uh, bottom five in the league. So he was just – he was that important as far as an element for this uh, for this team, and and uh, and what he brings to the table, which is a lot. He is uh, his his talent is through the roof, and I think everybody just realizes that this guy seems to be a blossoming star. Yeah, where do you go with the football if you're an opposing quarterback? I don't know. You don't want to go anywhere near X, and X will still manage to get five interceptions in a season when he's not even getting targeted. Like the ball comes near him, he's taking it. You don't want to go near Byron Jones, um, and then oh. Hold on a second. Now we have Javon Holland to worry about. Like, yep. it's it's a scary sight for opposing quarterbacks. And FTF, dude, knows for the football. Mm-hmm. That's what they got. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll take a look ahead to the Dolphins' second preseason game as they welcome in the Las Vegas Raiders. That's next on the Porpoise Pod. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Porpoise Pod, looking ahead, man. It's time to take a look ahead at what we got coming up this week, which is the Dolphins' second preseason game. Tobin and Solana here with you. Um... Vegas Raiders coming into town. They got a new head coach, too. Uh, the the ex-boy wonder, Josh McDaniels and uh, Derek Carr, Devontae mm-hmm. Adams. You know, I got to say, this Devontae Adams, I don't feel like he took the flack that Tyreek Hill did this year. You know, like he was out here saying, oh, I'm going from Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer. All, all Tyreek Hill said was, oh, two is more accurate. And people freaked out that he said that. Adams didn't take that flack. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that. That's such a good point. Like, Adams is out there chirping just as much as Tyreek is. Ridiculous. Yeah, it, big city, looking for more fame, looking to uh, to establish his brand out there in Vegas. Same thing Tyreek's doing in Miami. I didn't get that, man. I, I, don't know what it, I don't know what it is with the Tua thing. Do you think that the internet lost its mind when they saw Tua throw a deep ball to Jake, uh, a deep ball to Jake Paul? <laughs> and he dropped it. This is, he, he dropped one, but he did hit the other one. Oh, I didn't see that he you hit the other one. didn't see the, the catch? One. No, I didn't see the catch. Well, here's the thing. So... A lot of people, a lot of the local reporters, I guess they got him messing up. The Dolphins got a video of him doing good. You know, they were they were going to oh, we got Jake Paul out right. here. I got to say, this city has really embraced Jake Paul. I'm guilty of it. We had Jake Paul on, uh, on our morning show mm-hmm. with uh, with my co-host Leroy Horde, and they're, like, really pumping it out, dude. Because, you know, like, you're a producer, like, booking guests, kind of a pain in the ass yeah. sometimes. This has been the – this was by far the easiest guest I've ever booked in my life. I was like – Hey, Miami host here would love to have Jake Paul on the show. They got back to me in like 30 minutes. They're like, we'll do it Monday. I was like, whoa. Wow. That was super. I mean, like, I I don't think I've, I've booked Adam Beasley that fast. <laughs> that, was, that was ridiculous. So they're all over the place. And so there's been at, you know, he did a thing with Tyler Hero. He yeah. was at the Heat facility. He was at the Marlins game throughout the first pitch and could not make contact with a baseball bat. Embarrassing. But embarrassing. he went to, because he did Tyreek. Tyreek Hill came on his show, did a home and home. Tyreek Hill did his show, and they went and did Tyreek Hill's show at this uh, mall, at, at the Aventura Mall. He, Very was, fancy mall down here in South Florida for our out-of-state listeners. Tyreek has like a new store, right? He, yeah, he yeah, partnered yeah. with uh, like some sort of athletic wear. Yeah, some kind of athletic wear. But so Tua was out there, and then Jake Paul shows up. And so Jake Paul, I guess, took that. Because they were doing like a jugs machine in the uh, in the mall, and then they brought it out to practice the next day. So you had uh, Eric Spolstra and Jake Paul at practice, and yeah, he was getting crushed for dropping the bombs from Tua. <laughs> but he did catch one that they put on uh, that they put on from Tua. I, w- I'd be honest with you, I would be super nervous from that too. First of all, I don't think I could run a route that deep. But if I tried, I definitely would be worried about you know falling, you know all the types of things. He was doing it with a helmet on and caught it over the shoulder. Wow! No, I, I missed that. Dolphins uh, video team learned a, a very valuable lesson. Yes. From uh, from minicamp a couple months ago, don't post anything that's not that's like right. a, a great reception. Ale- no, 
a lesson they needed to learn too. Yeah, a, a deserved lesson yeah. because what they did in the uh, in the OTAs was egregious. <laughs> so I'm glad that they have uh, they have fixed that and and gotten to that mode so far. He was uh he was at the the, the heat practice facility also wasn't he like yeah no, no. Up that, well, that's why I, that's why i wanted him on dude i wanted him on the show because i re- remember last year um that he came to a heat game it was right after he knocked out tyron woodley and him and his girlfriend were sitting courtside and he you know was talking to tyler hero yeah. tyler hero heat guard and he i was like oh of course jake paul and tyler hero by the way celebrities love tyler hero drake everybody wants to meet tyler hero um but I was like, so I asked Tyler here after the game about it. He goes, yeah, you know, we got kind of a friendship and uh, and I'm a fan of his knockouts. And then there was this great video of Pat Riley meeting him in the in the uh, the parking lot afterwards. So that's that was the main reason I wanted to have him. I didn't even know he was going on this whole Miami tour this week. I wish I did know because I would have, you know, peppered him more about it. But he has uh, he's been all over the place and he has this Tyler Hero interview coming out this Tyreek Hill interview uh, coming out so I think Dolphin fans will will dig that when uh, whenever it does come cuz I think it's a different kind of vibe you have a big celebrity interviewing you yeah mega celebrities are embracing South Florida like since the pandemic started everybody's moving down here people are spending time yep. down here but um I I I love the fact that like the Dolphins are are becoming cool again yes right like the Dolphins for whatever reason, I don't know if it is Tyreek. I don't know if it's Tua. I don't know if it's McCochin. I don't know what it is. But for a long time, the Dolphins weren't cool. Excited and, and too, right? Like yeah. just the idea of like I'm excited to watch a Dolphins offense. I can't remember the last time I really thought that. Um, Tyreek Hill, I think, is a big reason for it. Tyreek Hill is like he's like the Dolphins. You know, like a, he's like a hype man. He's yeah. like he's the promoter of all things Dolphins, and but, I think that pisses a lot of people off, especially people in Kansas City. But We've needed that. We need somebody to say down here, this place is going to be for real. Jake Paul doesn't come down here to hang out with Ryan Tannehill. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, like, not hanging out with Jarvis Landry. And I get these guys are younger, and but it's just it's cool. Like the Dolphins brand is once again like in the culture. You know what I mean? I love that. I really love that. Um, all right, so looking ahead to this week, I don't. You know, they've gotten out to three preseason games. They did this last year. Um, Last year, the Dolphins did treat this second game like the dress rehearsal. San Francisco, where Mike McDaniel's coming from, not necessarily. Like They played a lot of Trey Lance. Jimmy G got some reps in the second game and then got some reps in the third game. The The way the Dolphins did it last year was Tua got most of his reps in the second game and then Reed Sinet played all of the uh, the last game. So I imagine Tua's going to play. He says that he wants to play. I think it's important for him to get some snaps um, but I don't know if it's going to be like a, a, a pure dress rehearsal thing where he's playing into the third quarter. Yeah, I, I doubt it. I'm, I bet we see these guys for a quarter. That yeah. that would be my guess. Do you want to? Like, how, how do you value the importance of reps? Like, we want to see it because we're selfish and, and like, we want, you know, this this football porn that we're all after yes. of, of Tyreek and Tua. But, like, how important? How important is it actually? I don't. I don't know. You know. I don't. I don't know how actually important it's going to be. I think I just want to see them their their chemistry between Tua and uh, Tyreek Hill for sure. I also want to. I think it's important because Mike McDaniel is calling the plays. I think it's important that you know they kind of vibe and, and feel how that is during a game. And Tua talked about this this week a little bit about the idea of you know we got to be out there by ourselves. We can't just have the coaches out there organizing. Uh, organizing. A lot's been made of his leadership. How is Tua as a leader? Um, how is he as a person? Some people are saying he's a weirdo. Yeah. Um, 
which was weird this week, man. That was a. I don't uh, know. Uh, Omar, I guess, decided he's leaving the he's beat. He's going just guns blazing. And he's like, I'm ripping Tua as much as possible. Yeah, I guess. That was uh, – Tua, Tua is just – him. like, he's – I don't. I would never call him a weirdo. It's a weird description. Yeah, like, it, the, part of the double wor- words on that. But, like, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an awkward word to use to, descri- to describe somebody. Yeah, I get it. I don't think Tua – Tua definitely isn't the most out of his shell guy, mm-hmm. especially in the media. Yeah, but I think it's with good reason. Like this guy, I feel like has handled himself with such grace, and I don't know if that's come across to people as soft or um, too nice. Like he keeps mentioning, like people think I'm too nice, and I'm not nice. Like I am competitive. I do have some, yeah. you know, dog in him and all that type of stuff. And I think that some of the media has taken that to. I don't know, label him a certain way. The thing that I have marveled about him the most, Solana, has been the idea that he can take all of the crap that he has and keep on going. Like the fact that his coach was actively trying to replace him last year. You know, the fact that he had a a quarterback in his rookie year who everybody loves Ryan Fitzpatrick, but was like basically crying to the media, literally, that he lost his job. Like, that can't feel great your first year. Then you have your coach trying to replace you. Then you're coming back from broken ribs. And so, you know, like, I, he has definitely come into this league with his guard up. And I think that that probably is more of what that is. Uh, and I think that probably maybe that has trickled off to his teammates. I don't know. Yeah, and, and I look at it two ways, right? You can come in the NFL as a, a highly touted prospect, highly touted recruit, picked in the top ten like he was. You can come in – and, and approach it two different ways. You can work on your branding, right? And you can embrace being the face of an organization. And you can embrace, you know, everybody wanting a piece of you in terms of publicity and talking to you in interviews and, and, and your personality. Or you can be more reserved. You don't have to show people that side of you. And you can just focus on the things you want to focus on while still putting maximum effort. Either way you go, either avenue you choose, A or B, still putting forth maximum effort into your game and into your, your what's going to get you paid at the end of the day. And Tua's done that. Like, nobody's – nobody – it's so divisive, right? Tua, is he legit, is he not? But nobody's going to question his work ethic. No. Nobody. From Flo to to McCochin, like, nobody's questioning his well, work ethic. Well, maybe Flo did. I mean, there were those reports <laughs> that he, was, he thought he golfed too much. Yeah, I guess. Um, Loves golf. Loves golf. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah. we have a lot of great places to golf down here. Yeah. But, but just because somebody's not – who, you know, Marino doesn't make them a weirdo. You know what I mean? Like, just because they're not in front of the camera all the time, embracing being the quarterback of this gorgeous city out in South Beach, like, it doesn't but make somebody a weirdo. And he's not, like, all right, I granted, Omar's watched a lot more football than I have, but, like, I'm not a guy who's not, you know, like, I, I don't see Tua, like, shy about going up to players. Like, right. he was doing this last year. Like, he was going up to Jalen Waddle. And he was in his ear at all times. Like, this is a guy who I definitely do feel like he has the respect. Like, look, the results are going to bear out themselves. Is he going to be the guy? Is is this all going to work out? For sure. I mean, this is – I'm not saying this isn't a big year for him. Like, what even Tyreek Hill said it. It's yeah. it, This is a huge make-or-break year for him. But I don't find him to be, like, this anti – like, I don't put – you know what I put, like, in that category? Like, Josh Rosen. Like, Josh Rosen was like, oh, this guy is, like – He's out on another planet right. when it comes to how much he seems to be into the whole football lifestyle. I don't think that's the case with Tua. 
But I do think that he has taken such a beating publicly. I don't think he gives the media a lot anymore, yeah. and I don't, and I don't think he's going to. And I, and that also being saying that he has been cockier this year towards the media. But like you saw, like how pissed he was about the the, the wedding thing mm-hmm. getting leaked, and how he said that that was disrespectful. Like that's a different day and age for this athlete because I think of most twenty four year old athletes who are getting married, that stuff is all over social yeah. media. That I, we know his girlfriend, all that type of stuff. I'll tell you the truth. Like I thought that was weird. Being yeah, I'm twenty eight years old. Not that I'm not even this person that's super on social media in terms of my public life, but you know I have a picture of my girlfriend yeah, or yeah. whatever. So I did think, like, I'll tell you the truth. I thought that was that was a little odd to me, but that doesn't change my opinion of Tua. You know, like I. It, but I think the reason is is because you put, let's say he puts a picture of him and his lovely new wife up there. It's like noodle arm under his comments. Like it's just nothing but like people hating yeah. him at all times. Like yeah. look what happens when it's a practice throw. It's like when people say, you know, why you know, remember when he answered that question about the uh the deep ball, the Tyree kill, the viral bomb that everybody saw. And he goes, well, yeah, because people don't think I can throw, I guess. It's kinda hard to make it in the NFL. Like I think he's almost <laughs> insulted at this point of the whole idea of social media. And he should be. He literally won a national championship game by throwing a fifty yard bomb yeah. to somebody. Like we we've seen him do it and by the way, going back to his demeanor, the way he handles himself, let's not forget he did come from Alabama, mm-hmm. where it's business there. Yeah, you have it's the, the 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 biggest rat bastard of them all is your coach too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, no, none of that surprises me when Tua is the way that he is. None of it surprises me because, hey man, like he's just not coming out looking for attention. Like he's gonna handle his, he's gonna handle himself the way that he wants to handle himself. And you're right, he's been more cocky this year. Like mm-hmm. he's been more. Um, I don't know, uh, aggressive, I guess, would be the word. He's been more aggressive with the media and uh, and, and giving more pushback and, and not letting them, you know, just get away with asking anything. I think that's a good – I think that is a good way to put it. I think uh, more aggressive with them for sure. Um, so aside from seeing Tua, just things in the game you're most looking forward to, like is it Tyreek Hill getting first snaps in a, in a Dolphins uniform? Is it running game? We didn't see Chase Edmonds. We didn't see Mostert last game. I don't know if we – I think Edmonds we probably will. I don't know if Mostert, you know, because he's on the way back from an injury. I don't know if he'll play. But uh, running game would certainly be one I would like to see what this new-look running game uh, definitely looks like going into this week. Yeah, I mean, if it's two and Tyreek, I mean, that's what we're going to be focused yeah, on for sure. the entire time. Even the offensive line, like, is Teron Armstead going to play? Is he not going to play? That's Are they going to save him? He's never played a full 16 or 17-game season in his career. It doesn't feel like, though, it's tough to judge, but it doesn't feel like the talk. Because we've seen this around the league, like with the Giants and Patriots. Like, it doesn't feel like the offensive line – is a big topic this preseason, doesn't yeah. it? And that's pretty crazy. For as bad as it was last year, in a lot of ways, it should be the biggest concern of this year. Is it fortified? And I don't. I think the idea that it's been a non-story is a great story because I don't feel like we're talking about them all being turnstiles and bums. It's funny because for as long as you and I, I mean, you've been covering the team forever or covering sports forever, and as long as I've been a Dolphins fan for the past two decades, it's like there's no part of the Dolphins roster that they put more money into than the offensive line and it never worked never and works. it's like can this be the year can this actually be the year where it works because that's always the the conversation how many times have we seen them go out get Brandon Albert you know like they've yeah. put resources into it first it round never uh, like worked. the pedigree of uh, of all the guys it was Larry Tunsil and yeah. Jawan James and Mike Pouncey and all these first round picks um crazy so, something else I'm, I'm interested in we saw Gasicki first play from scrimmage get the ball. 
if Tua plays, if Tyreek plays, man, I'm really interested. And I know it's different with the running game. Who's going to play? Is it Mostert? Um, I'm really interested to see how he fits in this offense moving forward. And if they're going to try some more of these uh, these play calls specifically just for Gesicki because there's so much talk about the natural tight end position that McDaniel likes yep. and he's a bona fide uh, uh, third receiver and there's a place for him on this offense and and I feel like Mikocha knows that I think so too I mean look he's a dangerous weapon and he is a mismatch they just need to figure out you know can he fit into the system but I do think that Mike McDaniel doesn't seem like the type of guy who is too rigid about making somebody fit into a into a box here but it's gonna be fun we'll have a reaction to it to you guys coming up uh on the next edition of the porpoise pod thank you for sticking around with us we're looking forward to the next time everybody until then i don't have any funny line to say that get out of here